Hey guys, and welcome back to Call Her Doctor, a podcast for STEM students interested in pursuing advanced degrees. I'm Madison, a former pre-med, starting my medical degree in July of 2020. And I'm Natalie, a first-year PhD student in electrical engineering. Be sure to check out our previous episodes and subscribe so you never miss another. So in the first episode, Maddie and I um, introduced ourselves a little bit. I'm going to call her Maddie because we've known each other since we were five and I just can't go back now. (laughs) Um, But she goes by Madison. So that's who I'm talking about when I say Maddie. Um, So we uh, introduced ourselves a little bit and, uh, but we wanted to use these next two episodes to really give some more information about our backgrounds and sort of share our story Um, as we went through, uh, you know, as we sort of progressed towards this goal of getting into grad school so that everybody just has a little more context um, when we're talking about our experiences and everything. So I'm going to start this one off by just telling you a little bit about my story and like where I am now. So I started a PhD program in electrical engineering uh, in August and I go to the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. I'm originally from Austin, Texas, so I moved to Virginia for grad school. And I work in a group that studies low power chip design and a lot of that is focused on IoT and like health applications and stuff. And the health applications are really like why I got interested in engineering and why I chose this group and everything. Um, So I guess I'll start off by just sort of talking about why I got into engineering and then sort of my path and like why I chose to go to grad school. So I um, have always been interested in engineering from the time I think I was like 12. Um, I saw the Paralympics on TV and saw like the prosthetics that the athletes used and just immediately was like, that's what I want to do. I want to design those. And so from a very young age, I was pretty clear that I like wanted to do engineering and thought I wanted to do biomedical engineering. And so I applied to colleges, mostly in Texas where I'm from for engineering, which Texas has a lot of great engineering schools. So that wasn't too big of a deal to choose to stay in state and ended up, I got accepted into a really big school and went there my first year. I was in the honors program, so it was all like really exciting. And then I just had like a really rough year. I was not prepared academically, I think. High school had been like really, really easy for me. So going into college and like not really knowing how to study and manage my time and some things like that just didn't help. It was also just being in a new environment and all of that. Just, yeah, it was really hard for me to, I guess, get with the program. And so I ended up on academic probation after my first semester. I had like a 1.9 GPA, which was, it was rough because I had never in my life done that poorly at anything. But I stayed one more semester and then ended up transferring to a smaller university in Texas. Well, it's not smaller, but it has a much smaller engineering program. And then I graduated. When I transferred, I had to change to electrical engineering because they didn't offer for biomedical engineering, but I just figured that would still give me the opportunity to do what I wanted. And then I, yeah, so I transferred, switched my major to electrical engineering and graduated in 20, December of 2018 with my bachelor's in electrical engineering and I minored um, in computer science as well. And then I took about eight months off and I taught English in Spain for five of those months and then traveled a little more and just kind of had a break before I uh, started 
school or started my PhD program last August. Okay. So now that we have a better idea of Natalie's background, I have a few questions for you that hopefully will let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So tell me about, I guess, more details about your freshman year of college. I know you said you transferred. I guess more detail about what that experience was like. Yeah. So I think there were like a lot of factors that went into that freshman year. I had a roommate who was perfectly nice and everything, but I just like wasn't fully comfortable with the roommate situation. So, and being like super introverted, not being able to go into my own space was was difficult. I also had always swam my whole life and then stopped swimming when I got to college. And I think that was a shock to my system. And I also had always just been, you know, I wasn't like top 10% in my class in high school or anything, but like I'd done well in classes, taken AP classes. And I got there and everyone I was in class with was their high school valedictorian. And I just, I just was not prepared. And I think it was also the environment was a little bit toxic I think in just how competitive it was and there was really pressure to the point where people were paying other people to do their assignments and that sort of thing and not like a math homework but like your full semester long engineering project and you're paying someone to do it and that wasn't everybody and that doesn't I don't think indicate the culture of the whole school but just my experience was that it was very very competitive I was just not prepared I could not keep up and so when I finished my first semester. I had a really bad GPA. And then at that point, it was kind of like, okay, like something needs to change because I obviously can't keep doing this for four years. This isn't going to work. So I talked to my advisor and the way it worked was you were in general engineering and had to apply to your specific major. And he was like, there's just basically, there's no way that you're going to get into your major. But I knew I wanted to be an engineer. So I had to sort of figure something else out. So, and I also knew I couldn't transfer with a 1.9 GPA. So I decided to stay one more semester and just put some things in place. Like I moved into an individual dorm. I worked a little bit less because I worked at the rec center the whole time, which I don't think that was the reason I did poorly, but taking some, you know, cutting back there, I think helped. So yeah, I just sort of made some changes I needed to, to just my only goal at that point was to get my GPA up enough to be able to transfer somewhere else. And so I ended up with like a two point something like below a 2.5, I'm pretty sure. And at that point decided to, you know, after my second semester, I was like, okay, I'm set up, you know, I've completed these classes, these classes will transfer. And so at that point kind of started looking at other universities to transfer to. Okay. So when you, after you transferred, what was, was it hard making new friends? Like, did you feel like everyone had already gotten to know each other really well and formed, I I hate the word click, but you know, friend groups uh, when you got to Texas State? Yeah. So the transfer process overall was pretty easy. Like my classes transferred and all of that. Texas State is closer to Austin where I'm from. And I knew a lot of people who were going there, not necessarily in engineering. But what's cool about Texas State was like everybody came from sort of a non-traditional background. So we had people who were older or people who were parents or veterans or had gone to community college first. And so I think a lot of times in programs you have like a cohort and transferring into that is a little bit difficult, but there wasn't really a cohort. And so it was just sort of not everybody really knew each other. Everybody was friendly and supportive of each other. And so it wasn't like super difficult to just get in and like feel like 
I had people in class who I could ask questions to and stuff. So that was really fortunate. I feel like just the culture of the school definitely made it easier to transfer in. Good, good. Okay, you said you worked at the rec center when you were at your first school. What kind of stuff did you get involved in uh, once you got to Texas State? Yeah, so I continued to work as a lifeguard and like a swim instructor the whole time, I guess through the semester that I graduated. So the whole time I was there. And then I got really involved in SWE, which is the Society of Women Engineers. When I transferred to Texas State, so this is kind of interesting because I, at A&M, there was a really, really big SWE section of hundreds of people. And then I got to Texas State and like maybe two people would show up at a meeting. And I just, I love SWE and like their mission and everything. And I was like, okay, Texas State could definitely like do better and benefit from having a bigger SWE section. And so myself and another girl who was in my class, we both really took it upon ourselves for, I guess, the full three and a half years that I was there to grow that SWE section. And so that's primarily what I was involved in was like organizing outreach stuff, like engineering outreach for the community bringing in like guest speakers and things like that for the meetings and so that was really cool because like by the time I graduated we had 20 to 30 people showing up at meetings and like it really was like a good resource on campus so that's pretty much primarily what I was involved in and then I also did I interned at NASA Ames Research Center in California at the I guess midway through my junior year I think 2017 and then right after that did a summer like IT internship also okay Cool. So I'm going to jump forward a few years here. Well, I guess okay. to now. When you were choosing which grad schools to apply to and then, you know, after interviewing, what made you decide to go to UVA? Yeah. So after I applied, um, I got two offers from a school in Florida and then from UVA. And I, at UVA, I had two professors like immediately reach out to me, I think in January, saying that they were interested in having me join their group. And then shortly after that, heard from some professors at the University of Florida and both had things that I was interested in. And so I ended up, I visited both and honestly, University of Virginia, it just really felt like they made an effort, especially in sort of the like diversity and inclusion area. Like I felt like they had a lot of female faculty, which is rare in engineering. The lab space that I work in is like this beautiful brand new open concept kind of lab and then just the groups because I got to talk to the students that would have been in my potential groups at both schools and the students just seemed a lot happier at UVA they seemed to have a better balance I guess but ultimately my decision I think came down to my advisor I just felt like we were aligned on you know it's not just this huge push in the technical direction but that it's you know this program is also about developing your communication skills and you're developing professionally as well And so that was, I guess my advisor was kind of how I ultimately made that decision. Are you happy with your decision thus far? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like starting out, there's just a huge learning curve, especially like with chip design. That's something I hadn't ever done. And there's the tools are really cumbersome. Like even if you understand what you're doing, just like using the tools to do it is frustrating. And so that's kind of been my whole first year is just working through that. But I am really glad that I'm doing it at this university with this advisor and everything. So yeah, I definitely think I'm the right decision. Good. Okay. So over the course of, let's say the past, you know, six-ish years, starting like, you know, very end of high school until now, what are like some of your three, I guess, biggest wins? They don't have to be related to STEM, but they yeah. be. I think, honestly, like I think after my freshman year of getting my mental health in check and then like being able to transfer and like make A's at the school that I transferred to was just, it was like within a six-month span, I was able to go from really, really 
really struggling to like really doing well and being excited about school. I think that was a big win. Graduating, obviously, because there like was definitely a point where I was like, I don't think I'm going to get an engineering degree. Like, I don't see how that's possibly going to happen. So graduating was definitely a huge win. And then I think just through the whole grad school process, like getting accepted into what I consider competitive grad schools. And then I also have the NSF GRFP fellowship. And so I was visiting one of the schools that I'd been accepted to when I found out that I'd been awarded that fellowship. And it was just this huge culmination of like all of the payoff of everything I had done during my undergrad, because I worked really, really hard during my undergrad. And so to just be visiting a school that I was excited about and accepted to and get a fellowship all at the same moment. That I think has been the peak of this whole experience for sure. Cool. I have two more kind of questions for you. Is there anything that you wish you had known in undergrad or like that you would go back and tell your freshman yourself if you could? I think the main thing is just to like not take things so seriously. I wouldn't give up my freshman year for anything. I think that whole experience just like totally shaped how I see engineering and how I see STEM and how I see getting people involved. So like I wouldn't trade that terrible experience for anything. But I think just all throughout, you know, I think there were things that I took way too seriously or put way too much effort into and like at the expense of my own rest and health and stuff like that, that just didn't really end up being that impactful on things like my grad school applications. So I think just like stop and assess whether or not what you're doing and what you're like exhausting yourself over is actually going to benefit you in comparison to how much effort you're putting in and just not take it so seriously. Okay. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What's your, what's like a big goal you have for yourself professionally or personally and kind of in both of those lanes, where do you see yourself down the line in say like 15 years? Yeah. So I think professionally, like obviously, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully in 15 years, I'll have my PhD, hopefully in like five and not. 15. But I think I would really like to do, I guess, like on the technical side, obviously, but like sort of the project management that has a direct relationship to medical applications. I don't want to just do like chip design for Intel and make a faster computer. I want it to be directly related to medical advancement. And I also just want to have a job where I'm doing projects that I'm interested in and it's not dictated from above, but that I'm kind of getting to come up with my own ideas and projects and that kind of stuff. And then I just want to have lived in multiple different places, I think, and worked for different companies and have gotten to like travel as a result of my work while still, you know, maintaining sort of a balance where I can enjoy my life outside of outside of work at the same time. So yeah, hopefully in 15 years, I will have done a lot of, I guess, different stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Well, thank you for sharing your story and all that information with us. Is there anything else you have in closing that you would like to share? I don't think so. I think just I'm really excited for this podcast and getting to just share, I guess, everything I've learned throughout this whole process. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to y'all next week. Hi guys. Thanks so much for listening to Call Her Doctor podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at callherdoctor.podcast where we share more tips and tricks and answer questions. For more information, be sure to check out our personal blogs at themjdiaries.com and sheengineered.com. You can find the links in the show notes. We would also love it if you would head to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review so we can get this podcast out there to more people and continue to grow the Call Her Doctor podcast community.